Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Money Mitch Effect. My name is Mitch Michaels. We're back here on the sports podcast after some time off. It's a busy March week. A lot to go and discuss. Hockey in full effect. There's March Madness coming up. St. Patrick's Day on Friday. Joined now by someone that's going to celebrate all the things I just mentioned, Sean Sullivan Sully. Welcome back to the show. Uh, there's sweet spots in the sports calendar. We're in one for sure. And uh, with the mm-hmm. holiday coming up on Friday, I think this is uh, quite a time for you. I love when it all crosses over. I believe uh, we were in Vegas uh, during one of the mm-hmm. uh, St. Patrick's Day opening weekend crossovers. And it is quite the time. It is a, a beautiful time in the sports calendar, as you said. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to get going. I already got the pool, uh, the, bowl, or the, the bracket pool ready to go. And uh, let, let's just let's just get them going. I'm, I'm the, the final four is a nice little, or the first four is a nice little tasty treat to get us warmed up. But yeah, uh, let's 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 tip this thing off for real. Yeah, and we're gonna do that in just a minute. I want to spend the next 10, 15 or so talking hockey because there's only about yes. fifteen or so games left in the season. Still a lot of playoff races to be decided. A lot going on. Races to the top. Races to the bottom. You name it. Um, oh yeah, I think I saw your blue jackets. <laughs> oh. uh, Get an unfortunate win yesterday. Yeah, very unfortunate. They beat San Jose, which clogs up the middle. You know, Goudreau had a five-point night. It's it's going to come down, and we can just, it's funny, start with the bottom. It's going to come down to Columbus, San Jose, and uh, Chicago are pretty bad at the bottom of the Western Conference. Columbus now kind of has that bottom of the East there. Uh, the Ducks are Wrapped circling. Up. So it, it's probably between one of those four teams. Maybe Montreal could come back in there. Arizona's gone on too much of a winning streak, but trying to go to the counter Bedard sweepstakes. And hockey is one of those sports, right, where it's harder to tank necessarily when you have the roster. I mean, the, the only thing you could really do is just take players away and trade them away. But, you know, you have 20 yeah. guys out on the ice competing each night. It's hard to tell them, okay, don't try. And that's what we got last night. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I guess you could start, like, just Goldberg and hockey or in, in, in goal and then yeah. and, and, and try well, to try out your worst goal. That's the I thing, though. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. And you can talk about how bad some of these teams are and deservedly so, but they, a lot of these bad games you think are just going to be, you know, poor quality of playing and a lot of aspects they are, but they're a lot of times high scoring because that's where the breakdowns yeah. happen defense and in goal. Yep. It was, yeah. Five, five heater last night so well, how about the fact that the black time. the blackhawks beat the bruins 6-3 last night which is kind of a startling result given where those two teams are going and it opens things up for the bruins right like they have got the president's trophy all but clinched they're going to be the one seed they're going to have their their pick of the litter to play the worst team in the eastern conference that makes the playoffs but you know there, there's always this debate right there's a record that they can chase and there's things that they can do but then we've seen it where if you're not peaking Come playoff time, it could be a quick exit because it is playoff hockey and there's nothing like it. You have to beat a team four out of seven times. So, And I know you're in the midst of a playoff chase. So I, I think that there is something to be said about we don't want to just go full bore 82 games and then have to regroup for the playoffs. So I'm not alarmed by the Bruins losing, and I could see them kind of not taking their foot completely off the gas, but just easing up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you, def, you definitely want to save all of your gas for the playoffs. Like. I, who cares about the the, the re- win record or the point record or anything like that? Nobody can remember that. Everybody's going to remember your name on the side of the cup. So don't don't lose sight of that. Yeah. But uh, the uh, good tweet by uh, Greg Wisniewski 
that uh, said that did the one through eight old school playoff style. And we have Boston taking on the Islanders, Carolina taking on the Penguins, and New Jersey taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, which after last night, I do not I, – I, I'm, I'm happy with this new playoff format. Okay. <laughs> Give me yeah. the Rangers over the Lightning. <laughs> so, yeah. And then it, a tasty, tasty Rangers-Maple Leafs ooh, four or five matchups would have been sick. Yeah. yeah would have uh, been sick. I would just – the last point on the Bruins being they made some trade pieces. They made some trades. They got some new pieces in there. You want to make sure those pieces gel. They had some great games, so they don't really need to – go any further just chasing things down just rest up get healthy still compete but you know rest up um turning to turning to the to the metropolitan division and i i would go back to the one to eight i think it's just on average better but some years maybe this is year where it's going to work out in the end so the devils your devils are are two points back they got to the division lead and then you know carolina is trying to hold them off carolina is dealing with the injuries sveshnikov out for the year they're in that mode Mm -hmm. where i think teams you know it's weird how we looked at Carolina, and maybe we're all just viewing them as overachievers now. I've heard Ranger fans say they'd rather get Carolina than the Devils in the first round, and there's different seating and whatnot. But you know, for this, for your New Jersey Devils team, I think it's a sweet spot to be in because you'd like to have the division, obviously, get that top seed, avoid you know a harder first round matchup. But on the other side, sorry, this team has just been road warriors all season long, just four regulation road losses, and pretty comfortable taking their their show on the road these seven two and one in the last 10 devils not slowing down and when when i've watched the game not as much as you but it's been the depth on the on the lines two through four i mean we all know how good the first line is but they're actually getting some scoring depth which i think was the one thing we questioned would progress this year long yeah 100 percent. and i i think that the you know the 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 top line is coming along but I mean, Timo and Jack still need to work on some things, but all in all, it's hard really to point at, uh, at too many weaknesses with this team right now. They're on fire, obviously, last night being, uh, being an exception. And, um, yeah, I, I think the goaltending, too, has been outstanding outside of last night. That's something that is really um, – VTech has been standing on its head for the most part, and that's something that I've pointed to over the last couple of years where they've had – it just give them league average goaltending and they're making the playoffs and you're seeing what's, what's happening here where they got a little bit above league average and they're like, all right, we, we could actually make a run here for the first time in a very long time. So I'm pumped. Yeah. But I, yeah. Playoff, uh, playoff question for you. This could be a fun, fun format. MLS two is trotting out a playoff format where you start from the number one seed and they pick who they want in the first round. Just completely throw out the seeds. Ooh, that's so, a good and then one. you go number two picks who they want, number three picks who they want, number four, and then you and then you go from We've there. We've thrown that like, out I, for college football, and it would be funny because there'd be the "how dare you pick us" mentality too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's like mm-hmm. I want you. It's little, You're my the only thing that would be tougher for me would be because it's that seven game series, right? Like, because I'm assuming this M- is this MLS. What is it? The is it the one game or is it it's like the, the second? This, it, it, it's I do not know exactly how MLS two works. Uh, I, I so is it I'm, one I'm, game though? Is my question like are they, it, are they I, playing just one when they pick who they want? So MLS one uh, just changed to mm. the three games in the first round. Okay, so I'm assuming MLS will do that as well. Yeah. Um, so 
it would so, be yeah, an, it would be an, games, it would be an interesting pick. setup for sure and i think i could see why you would you know it'd be it add excitement to it i think one to eight always excited me because there was the reseeding potential where if you have an upset you don't have a true bracket you know it just depends on right which which you still get in the nfl playoffs rounds one to two if the seven seed wins you know that changes everything up i just want to also give a shout out to uh the unsung hero on the Devils, who's had one of his best years ever, Dougie Hamilton. I mean, he's almost oh my point, god, he's almost at a point for game. He's bounced around the league. Uh, just a he's tremendous a goal away player. from tying the franchise record Scott Stevens set for goals. Six, I'm, I'm sure he's going to break that six, with you know, you know 15, 16 to go. Six six defenseman, and uh, the fun fact about him: both his parents competed in the uh, 1984 Olympics. His mom played basketball for Canada. His dad was a ro- rower. So shout out to them and shout out to Olympic Village, obviously. Uh, yeah. Dougie Hamilton coming up big all season. They they pulled the keeper in uh, Olympic Village. <laughs> they I did. don't know if that 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 age age worked about, but yeah, it, it, I'm sure they did. Well, and the Devils coming up at the right time with the Rangers in that same division. Now, there, I never thought going in that seating was going to matter necessarily for the success or failure of this team. They they make the big Patrick Kane trade. They've been up and down they went last night against the capitals and my questions and concerns with this rangers team has unfortunately been on the back end because i think the offense with tarasenko with kane it's been it's been a good effort they've been able to put up a lot of goals at least in the second half of the season sully but unfortunately shesterkin isn't isn't as good as he's been last year there's still time there and Mm -hmm. defensively you wonder if they're going to be able to shore things up when they get into a very physical heavy series i just I think they played a different way a little bit last year, more defense based, and it got them to you know two games away from the Stanley Cup. Given how this gauntlet yeah. of the of the Metropolitan playoffs and beyond might be, I still want to see. And again, it's a post trade. We'll see if they if they sharpen some things out. But the Rangers are kind of lurking, and I think we'll have to see if they can make the adjustments. They might be able to, but I'm not all the way there yet. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of point to them uh as a, i mean the devils probably aren't going to catch the, the hurricanes at this point i don't think they're they're both pretty similar on strength of schedule they mm-hmm. i think the devils have the 11th hardest schedule remaining and then the the, the rate or the the hurricanes are right above them at like eight nine ten around there so they're i, I think it's, it's kind of going to stay pat so we are staring at a at a uh at a at a absolute tasty rangers devils first round matchup so, and i think that that bodes well for the devils so the speed on offense that they have what scares you about tampa i'm curious other than is it the pedigree because they've been up and down they had a couple game yeah. losing streak so it's okay the pedigree of if they get in yeah it, they know what to do they yeah, get in fair. they know what to do and the devils don't know what to do mm-hmm. you know because they're, they're I, I, vulnerable because they're vulnerable at a point that they haven't been and i think a lot of it's just miles and being tired from three brutal playoff runs there is something about yeah. Vasilevsky. I, I love the fact that he doesn't want to get pulled. He wants to just take his beating and continue to, you know, and continue yeah. to stay in there. And you do figure like Cooper, who's been the longest tenured coach now in the NHL, will figure out ways to give his team a chance, which is why that Toronto exactly. series would be so tough. The last thing on the East is, you know, it's funny because I, I had all these young, exciting teams that I thought would be good to get into the playoffs, but they've all, I mean, pretty much all of them have shown that they're really not ready and and it's unfortunate even if you know even if the end result Sully is playing the Bruins and getting killed swept even it's still good mm-hmm. for these young core teams to get that taste of what playoff hockey is like even if it's a beating the Sabres exactly. the Senators the Red Wings even they were 
showing momentum, but they lost games. I mean, Senators losing to Chicago, Buffalo taking it on the chin a couple times. Those are the games you need to win to put yourself in the race. And it's why we're most likely going to get Pittsburgh and the Islanders again, teams that might not have their best years or best horses, but they know what it's like to at least make a fight down the stretch and get into the postseason. Exactly. Yeah, that, I, I was I was hoping for some young blood on on the end there as well. I mean, Red Wings at sixty nine, they're pretty much done. Senators at seventy, they're pretty much done. Buffalo still hanging around. Maybe the one, yeah, and Washington, Washington's done too. I mean, they just don't have it this yeah. year from what we've seen. But Buffalo would be the one that I would still because Tage Thompson's amazing. Middle stats great. Yeah, maybe, but. But yeah, and, and I just think it's more exciting to have these young teams in because you could, you know, Pittsburgh and well, maybe not as so much the Islanders. The Islanders are just a little on the boring Morello side, but but Pittsburgh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh knows what it's like to be a champions, and they know they're probably they know they're not at that level. So I just think it's you know maybe not as exciting as somebody new, and you know we'll see. Optimism, exactly. as you say. Uh, Western Conference man, wide open though to say the least. Most points in the West are the Vegas Golden Knights and their new goalie. Jonathan Quick, 3-0 and in his last three starts, beat the Hurricanes. Uh, an impressive win there. And, I mean, you know what I'm rooting for in the first, well, maybe not the first round now, but that Vegas-LA Kings playoff series with Quick in net for Vegas is just going to be dramatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge drama. It, it, it seems like it's exactly what Quick needed. Just a change of, change of scenery, piss him off a little bit, get to live in Vegas. I mean, I mean, this gosh, is this would be this talk about storylines. I mean, yeah, this would be like I'm trying to. This would be like a Seahawks Niners trade, like midseason, where then, yeah, then they would meet exactly. in the playoffs, like that. You you get these in other sports, but you don't get them to maybe meet each other in the same year, and that's what we could see. Yeah, all time great too. He's gonna they're gonna retire his jersey when he hangs up the skate. But you don't. Yeah, you just don't. And I get it. Like the Kings and the Kings have done some great stuff. Rob Blake, Luke Robitaille, done great stuff. Got younger, added scoring depth. Gavrikov from Columbus, good defenseman. Corpusalo gives them something. I I get it. But they used quick as a throw in in a trade, and they basically pulled him off the bus and traded him like he was a fourth liner. When he's winning right. two cups and he's going to get a statue in a little bit. So there was a way to do business with trading someone like that. You bring him into the discussions. You kind of say, look, we're not going to sign you next year. So let's figure this out. Sounds like they didn't do that. Um, so I just, I want all the drama there. And I want the fact that this series, I mean. It Vegas, sounds like, it sounds like you're the, the Blue Jackets front office is, is a, has a little bit of a troll in them too, sending him to Vegas. Well, the, two, yeah, the two time, well, yeah, quick, quick basically said he wasn't going to play in Columbus. And, and I think they, they did yeah. right by him to get him to a team. But also if you're the Kings, you love the fact that you, the two cups you won, you made trades with Columbus that same year. So we'll see some Ooh, optimism there. Some optimism there. Edmonton kind of working, which is funny because they're in that three seed. Doesn't look like they're going to catch the division, but they'll be in the, the two, three matchup yet again. And they've got the first two guys to get to 100 points this year. And McDavid, McDavid exactly Lock, MVP, Dreisaitl back to 100 points. And the stat I love, it's the first time since the 70s that teammates have gotten to 100, have been the first two to get to 100 points since Esposito and a guy named Bobby Orr for the Boston Bruins. Wow, that is a stat. Then they did okay. They they had a couple. I mean, Bobby couple, Orr, Bobby Orr defenseman too. Just throwing that out there, like a defenseman was like yeah. leading the league in scoring and doing all this stuff. But this is a this is a big year for for Edmonton. Obviously, we say that a lot, but they can't keep going on without at least a deep. And I know they made the conference final last year, but the West is wide open. Like we're looking for a team to step up. 
you've got the best player, maybe best athlete in the world, and maybe another top five NHL guy. Like, this should be your moment, you would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't see anybody on from the West that really scares you. Like, they, if I'm Edmonton, in the playoff race, with the, two, with the best player in the league and arguably the second, the way they're cooking right now, they, they should make a cup run, I would think. They should, and uh, there's there's storylines out there, and there's teams like I would say Colorado. If they get, you know, they're getting healthy, they were kind of that team mm-hmm. that maybe the championship hangover, the injuries. If they get back right in a in a down conference, they can make a run. Dallas and Minnesota, we're still not sure what they bring. Great story, by the way, with the Seattle crack, with the crack and yeah, yeah, in that top wild card spot, and you know, year two, not not Vegas. No one could do what Vegas did year one. That's ridiculous, but. If the crowd can make the playoffs in year two, that's pretty damn impressive. Oh yeah, and that that crowd's going to be bumping at the uh, up there and, and whatever the the new it used to be the key. Uh, it, the great crowd is going to be so fun they, to see their their first playoff run. It looks like it's going to happen, but I would say they have to hold on because Nashville's been on fire. Like I don't know that Cal- Calgary is going to you know they've been kind of trending downward. That's kind of the cutoff, but. The Predators, mm-hmm. seven, two, and one in their last ten are making their moves, so I think they're going to be in the mix. But I mean, it's going to be exciting, man. I can't wait to see how this goes. Um, all right, you ready to talk March Madness? Yes, let's go March. Let's do it, Sean Sullivan here on the Money Mitch Effect March Madness. A uh, couple things. I mean, this this tournament's always an exciting time of year. We've reached a point where where uh, there is there hasn't been that dominant team. Last year's champion Kansas is in it. They are a one seed. Last year's finalist, North Carolina, does not even make the tournament. You know, you have a lot of other big boo buds that are either are either down or just absent entirely. Yet it does feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, so like this is one of the most wide open tournaments we've had in recent memory. Absolutely. And I I think it's gonna be pure chaos in the first round. We've already seen a couple of great games uh yesterday in the in the in the uh in the first four. And I think it's gonna continue on through the first round. Uh, you got plenty of upset potential here with a, a lot of people are circling the wagons with Drake. A lot of people are saying Charleston can get San Diego State. I got Furman beating Virginia in the first round. Uh, Creighton, the Blue Jays could uh, could make a run here as a six. Uh, Missouri's pretty hot right now, making making a run in the SEC tournament. I think they could be dangerous, and that's all just in in Alabama's bracket. Basically, I think it's going to set up well for the the villains of college basketball right now at the Bama to make a run um, <laughs> by far the most talented team. And they got the best player in Miller who is just clouded in um, uh, quite the story. And it, you just see that it, I, it, is that a little pressure on them too? I, I think they're circling the wagons and it's one thing to, to go up against Texas, Texas Corpus Christi, but what, what happens when you get to, to the Arizona's later on? Yeah. Uh, and then I, I, I like, I like Texas. I think they they're playing really well. They just beat the absolute brakes off of Kansas in that in the Big Twelve title game. Um, big fans of theirs. So and then my Tennessee Volunteers are, yeah. are, are also just. <laughs> I'm, it's, I, I heard a stat the other day in the office. It was a great great way to start my morning. I was pouring my coffee. One of my coworkers says, uh, "You know, you know, great stat about Rick Barnes is that no other coach has, has more losses to double digit uh, teams <laughs> in the history." of March Madness. I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, uh, welcome, let's do that again. Welcome aboard. 
Um, and it's Purdue too, right? Like it's Ghost of Christmas yeah. Past Purdue time. Well, let's start with the fact that the conference championship thing, I think it's always funny that there's this like maybe myth, maybe sometimes truth that, you know, you don't want to go too well. You don't want to win your conference championship. And there's, there's mm-hmm. going different philosophies on that. I bring it up because the Texas win was super impressive, but with Kansas, I mean, with what happened with Bill Self, I'm not sure entirely what that's going to mean and what Kansas. Yeah, how much weight do you put on? It's tough. And losing it the way they did where it's just like one day it's like, yeah, he's in the hospital. We're not sure. So glad he's all right, and we'll see what happens there. I think I think there's going to be some parity here, and I think, you know, They'll be the, the top seeds are, are usually a, a Sherlock to make some runs and, and you would think, but I think there's going to be some parity here because of what we said, there's not really that surefire thing. And the teams, the best players in college basketball, obviously Bama with the top one, but we're not sure if there's going to be that iconic performance that we're going to get from one like surefire lottery pick. So I think we're going to see some good stuff. I think the top of the, uh, the bracket paced by Alabama is the top seed. I don't, I don't know that they're going to be tested all the way through until even, you know, even the elite eight. Cause I've never really been on Virginia. Um, yeah. given how just awful they've looked at times too offensively, your region down right. in the, your region down in the bottom left is fi- kind of fascinating to me. I saw some, uh, some things there. I mean, if they can, if they can finally get by Purdue, maybe get to an elite eight. So, you know, then you're looking at uh, an opportunity, but I, I, people are, people are picking Duke. I, I still think it's, it's, it's a younger team. First time coach in the tournament, I think there's something to be said about that. That, that I, as if they can get past Louisiana, I think it's it, it sets up well for them. Uh, Louisiana's got a big man that worries me a little bit. Former McDonald's All American, um, but they're defensively. I think Tennessee will be okay. Yeah. I, I think Oral Roberts scares me more. Um, have have one of the top scores. I think uh, it's funny. The they're probably the best 12 seed from what I've read, but. Duke is a tougher matchup for them, which maybe Duke's the best five seed, you know, so this could be, it could be a crazy five twelve. Yes. It's going to be in the same five twelve, uh, And that is one to circle as well. Memphis FAU. That's probably the best eight, nine matchup arguably as well. I haven't watched a whole lot of FAU. I've watched more Memphis and I think they're, it's, they're really hot. Either one of those teams could, it, could get what, what Purdue. Do you, in what do you think round. about, what do you think about Marquette? Because, you know, they weren't really expected to be this good. I, I, I like what I've seen from them. But man, I'm I'm looking at it like if it's USC, but maybe if it's Michigan State, like this is what Izzo does here, right? This is the kind yeah. of seven-two win that he has, and then, you know, in history, I know the roster is different, obviously. And I, I believe the last time they were seven seed, they made a Final Four run. Mm-hmm. So this is this is exactly what he wants. Um, I, I like Marquette eight, eighth in the country in adjusted offense, forty seventh in defense. That's pretty dang strong, two seed there. But I I, I don't think. I don't think Izzo's getting out of the first round. I yeah, think that's that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I size think, wise, yeah, yeah. Size wise, I think USC just matches up really well with Michigan State on the smaller side, and USC just has trees. That's what they do, from the point guard all the way to the to the to the to the, to the guys in the inside. They're all long, all athletic. And that's going to give Michigan State some problems. So I like USC not to, to at least get out of the first round. What do you think about the Houston Cougars being kind of the, not the top team, but near the top all year? They were the top-ranked team for a while, and I know they don't have the flash. They don't play in the big conference, but they know how to do the fundamentals. It seems like they've been as consistent as most teams as being a one, two, or three in a lot of these tournaments. So Samson's bunch, do they have what it takes to win at home, maybe? 
Yeah, I think it, it's going to be all coming down to a, a coin flip, basically, against that Texas team uh, in, I, in, in the I Elite I think I agree. I think this is the, that's the one region where I feel like it, it seems like chalk to get there. You know what I mean? Like, this seems like, right. a, of all the regions, I think it matches up well for both teams to make that run. Yeah, it's going to be a one-two outside of the A&M lurking in the second round for Texas. Who is not a seven seed at all? They got screwed back to back, and they <laughs> yeah. and they even they even kind of hinted at that they were a little angry about A um, and M's comments last year about missing the, the tournament. So they brought it over to this year, which is just such a bush league move. Um, so yeah, I, I think that and and they they put him as a seven in Texas bracket for the TV revenue. Yeah, I a little frustrating there. Why is it that the West is always just death region like it just seems like every year i have year no idea chaos. but it is it absolutely is it absolutely is i think vcu goes on a run i think arkansas is dangerous uh in, in the second round for kansas uh gonzaga as a three <laughs> they just keep putting up points drew timmy's 45th year in yeah. gonzaga and spokane uh ucla's uh, they're a little yeah, banged you up believe he's played he's they get, can go on a run you believe his this first tournament game is his 1000th game Crazy. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. Signed up you perfectly. don't see those, that number anymore. Lines up perfectly. Uh, yeah, I would say UCLA, if they didn't lose their guy to the injury, they'd, be, they'd probably be a one seed, and then, you know, who knows what would happen here. But even with him out, they've, they've got their guys, speaking of guys that have been there forever, this core feels like it's been together forever. So Jaime Hawkes yeah. and Tiger Campbell. Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard Bill Walton say their name. I mean, I feel like Hawkes is a top. Playing. I feel like he's a top five guy. Like, I don't have the list in front of me, and I'm just spitballing here, but he's up there with best mm-hmm. in the country, too, in the college game. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we know what Kansas can do. I know Boise State, it's funny. There's a 10. I just want to bring them up, the Boise-Northwestern game. I didn't realize how bad the Mountain West was in March Madness. I think they've won, like, one game the last, like, eight years or something. Oh, <laughs> that no. That conference just hasn't gotten it done, so read with that no. one, you will. And then TCU was, you know, last year was that Arizona game where they had them beat, and they kind of just yep. blew it slash calls didn't go their way. They've had some ups and downs, player you know thrown off from their program, but you know Dixon can coach, and they're going to be a very game six seed. Uh, I would say, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I, I, I do love that TCU uh, team as well. Um, they're twentieth uh, in adjusted defense. Any team that that's one of the big metrics that I that I uh, look at in, in toss up games is how high is your adjusted defense because that that's always going to travel. You never know. With, when you're playing in these these neutral site games, how how the offense is going to travel? So adjust the defense if you're in the top twenty, top fifteen. Uh, that's that's where I, I I break coin flips. So yeah, and you um, got you got UConn and Iona, right? You got Danny Hurley and Rick Pitino coaching against each other in this region. Yeah, <laughs> you love to see that too. You love 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 to see that, and that, that's just a classic. I don't know what the what's, I don't know what's up with the Hurley Bros. I know Bobby's Arizona State team plays tonight as we record this, but. You know, we, I was at the UCLA game uh, with our boy Witt and Kent Brown, and uh, mm-hmm. it was a close game. And then Hurley just gets mad about a charge that or travel that wasn't called and technical, and just zaps the momentum out of the entire entire arena. You know, yeah, so that's where I'm, I'm curious. But yeah, I would I would just say before we get into kind of some how we think this is going to go or just teams we like, uh, you you took the words out of my mouth. I think VCU can go on a, a run and win two games, get to the Sweet Sixteen. If we're looking at double-digit yep. teams, that'd be a good one for you. Other than, I mean, I just said them, but anybody else double-digit seed you think gets to 
the Sweet 16? Because you know what happens every year, a couple teams. Yep, absolutely. I like uh, Furman. I, I'm not a big Virginia fan, so I like Furman there. They're 33rd in adjusted offense. Not the best defense, but I, I think they could shoot Virginia out of the out of the gym here. I like who else? I'm pulling up my bracket as we speak well, to here get to, to get to this to get to to win two games. I'm looking at you know the region where it could kind of help them out, but I I think NC State has a chance because I don't know if I'm buying Baylor. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I, I've 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 got Creighton moving ahead. Yeah. Whoever comes out of that Baylor, uh, I th- I think they could get Creighton, but I, I I like Creighton there, and then Creighton to beat Baylor. I'm not buying Baylor. I think I'm looking on the other side there, the Midwest with Drake, um, mm, another another like highly adjust. The 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 computers like their their metrics. Miami's okay, uh, and then I I don't like Indiana at all. So. I think they could go on a run here and and end up making it to the next round. Like it, man. That's that's a good one. That is Indiana has been up and down all year. Uh, you think what, what's the final outlook for the Vols? Realistic, what you think, and then you know where you'd be at. Uh, realistically, I think they're losing in, on on the second match, the second uh, round. I, I, whether it's Duke, whether it's Oral Roberts, mm-hmm. I think just without the Ziegler, it's a tough ask that. Uh, the defense is still strong, so that's still going to travel. So you're still they they're one of the handful of teams that could on a, on a good night beat anybody in this tournament. And I don't think you could even say that for uh, a lot of the shoot even the one seeds. And I, I, they have enough talent to go on a deep run, but just the inconsistency. You can't pull that march, and they're gonna it's gonna be a tough matchup in the first round. I still think they have the talent to get through, but whether it's Duke, whether it's Oral Roberts, I think that's where they, they uh, their, their tournament goes to die. But Purdue, if they get past that, Purdue doesn't exactly scare me. You take it, they they have Tennessee has a bunch of bigs that could take away uh, Edie inside, and it, it, once you do that, it, it's it's pretty much done and dusted for Purdue. Okay. So th- they they run their whole offense through there, inside out. It, I've watched them a few times. That it, and when when are they going to make a run? Matt Painter is a heck of a coach, but they're, yeah. they're, they've only made they've only made one Final Four run, I believe, ever. Would going they be, back at the very beginning of Gene Cady's run? Would they be the one so, seed that you trust the least between them, yes. Houston, Kansas? Man, I would agree with that. I think they're the least trusted one seed, especially how just wacky this tournament or the, their bracket can fall. Mm. I think FAU could beat them. I think Tennessee could beat them. I think Duke could beat them. That's before they even get to you know the second weekend, really. Uh, Marquette, yeah. I think, could, could top them. Kansas State's yeah. pretty strong. Shaka so, Smart will yeah, just I, run. Out, Shaka Smart will just run out of the court, play six on five. Yes, exactly. He's another one of the first that you're talking about, <laughs> like a Hurley brother. Yeah, like a Hurley he brother doesn't light. take too many technicals though. Like the Hurley's just got to calm, calm down on the referees a little bit, not just because you know <laughs> so some men there. But yeah, and I know I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Bama's top team. We'll see. I don't know. A lot of pressure on them. So yeah, man. Exciting. Yeah, stuff. I think I think we're staring right at a Kansas Bama one seed title game. I think it's gonna be mm. uh rocky until then, but it's gonna get chalky late. Chalky late, man. Wow. Well, I can't wait to see how this all turns, how how everything develops in March Madness. Playing games tonight, it starts early. West Coast time, man. We always gotta wake up out here and be like Games are on. Get ready. Get those brackets in. 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it on. Everybody, submit your brackets by tonight. You don't want to be waking up in the morning on the West Coast and uh, be a little late. So Definitely get it, not. Get it in. I know, and you got to be ringing in St. Patrick's Day Friday as a proud Irishman. you got to really be, you know, on top of it. Yeah, the Sullivans, I think it's in the family crest that you have to have at least five beers on, uh, on some, St. Patrick's some corn, Day. So. Some corned beef, too? Oh, yeah, some, some corned beef, beef yeah. there. Hey, I know for all you yeah, practicing yeah. Catholics out there, it is okay. Right. Corn beef, corn beef is okay on Fridays if it's St. Patrick's Day. Totally okay. Uh, Sully, always yep. a pleasure, man. We'll see this and hockey season we know ramping up. But thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. Appreciate you as always. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, good sir. That was Sean Sullivan on the Money Mitch Effect. The podcast is on all your platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcast. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. We're back next week. Talk to NFL Free Agency. Of course, March Madness and more storylines as the sports seasons develop. For Sean Sullivan, I'm Mitch Michaels. Thank you again for listening. This was the Money Mitch Effect. We'll see you next week. Keep enjoying sports.